Trauma Tone. Trauma Tone. Trauma Tone. Hey! Hello and welcome back to the Whole Night Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Joining me today, um, rarely, whenever we have two interviews going on, uh, two or more interviews, really, or any interviews going on, the same people that are doing the inter- interviews are all are both on the podcast together. That'd be Brandon joining me. Hello. Hello. I mean, yeah, we just did all of the interviews within like an hour, so. Yeah, we just did them. Uh, and one of them was. Uh, uh oh. No, no, Josiah just tied it up again. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Brandon is playing uh, cup pong with Josiah DeGuara, who is on this episode, and also with Madre Harper from Southern Illinois, who is also on this episode. <laughs> who is also on this episode. Man, that's crazy. You know, me and Steve went to like a best of seven series the other day. <laughs> really? Yeah, we went to game seven. He won 4 3. That's wild. But yeah, me and Steve, I was in class and I just sent him one. And then we just played for like hours. <laughs> That's wild. I mean, there's nothing to do. Nothing else to do, really. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send Ross one. I, we, I moved. I got tired of Ross beating me, so I moved to us playing eight ball. <laughs> oh God, me and Josiah reach on the last cup. Oh God, it's getting crazy. People have to be so tired of us I'm talking about eight. <laughs> uh, I mean, apex, apex, <laughs> cup pong. Now I'll talk about Warzone. That game's fun. I'm out. Well, Call of Duty's goat. It's goaded. It's definitely a lie. Um, MLB comes out tonight. Are you going to be in LOA? No shot. Oh my god, I'm so bad at MLB. I'll play it more than most people, but <laughs> I'm so bad. Dude, at I'm it. So, I'm terrible too, but I'm still going to be in it. I'm in I'm in LOA for Madden, and I'm terrible at Madden. Yeah, the thing with this is also I don't know if they're doing Diamond Dynasty League. And I only really play Diamond Dynasty or Road to the Show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be an. I don't want to do uh, do an Astros Road uh, Road to the Show. Yeah, <laughs> you get beaned every time. Yeah. Um. I'm about to get. I'm about to draft the uh, the Astros in the in LOA and get beaned every time. I'll, I'll beam this shit out of you if I'm in it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but is there any news we need to get get into? I mean, I feel like nothing's happened in the past two days. It's just that Corona's ruining everything. Yeah, everything's literally canceled. everything. Everything's canceled. Have you seen how bad like the cruise ships uh, stock have been? No. <laughs> Carnival. Just, uh, uh yeah just all like all the like the cruise companies their stocks are plummeting i can get a i can get a round trip flight to buffalo for under a hundred dollars yo you want me to come visit you bro there's only 200 bucks yeah carnival corporation and plc stock down 31.17 percent today 
Now's a good time to buy. It is. Now is the time to buy. I thought last week was the time to buy, and I bought, and then I lost my stock's down like fifteen percent. Um, not not Carnival. I didn't buy Carnival at all. My parents go on Carnival cruises all the time. I've been on one, but I the cruise I went on was terrible because I was in between the age where I was too old to do all the young stuff, but too young to do all the old stuff. So it sucked. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> I literally just <laughs> sat around. I mean, it was. I was fine. I was just big chilling. I was in a pool all day, and they had free unlimited pizza at night. That's, that's, all, I, that's all I care about. Oh, just send. Yeah. Um, but now if I go again, I want to go with friends, and then we'll just get turned the entire time. Whole nine sports cruise next year? Whole nine sports? Um. I'm so <laughs> down. That'd be fire. Um, if you can't tell, we're talking about this because there's nothing to talk about. Every <laughs> everything in sports is just like frozen right now. Um, Corona NBA's shut down. Canceled. NBA, NHL, MLB, MLS. Plus, everything. you you all already know that, <laughs> so it's not yeah. like we need to go. Yeah, over it's it. not even news. We're just discussing that it sucks um, because we don't have anything to talk about. There's cause... nothing to talk about. You, you know what? Just interviews that's that's what we're gonna give you and then we got a couple mailbag literally a couple mailbag questions we have two mailbag questions <laughs> and one of them's a joke <laughs> <laughs> whatever just yeah we're gonna go to the interviews yeah just go listen to these interviews we're this is the worst time to be a sports talk person because there's nothing to talk about because nothing is gonna be happening all right, enjoy the interview. Um, we're going to start off with Madre Harper. Um, it was a great time, and then we're going to go to Josiah DeGuara, and then we'll talk to you after the interviews. I mean, there's no cuts, so we're going to interview them right now. Yeah, no, they're, they're on a hold right they're now. They're on hold, yeah, <laughs> both of them. That's crazy. Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. With me today for this segment is Brandon, and then we're also joined by a Southern Illinois cornerback who leaped onto a lot of people's radar <laughs> with a great pro day and a, a really good season going back and looking at it. Um, uh, it's going to be, yeah, Madre Harper. Well, thank you, for, thank you for coming on. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, for sure. Yeah, how are you doing today? Doing great. You know, hey, trying to not get sick, not get corona, nothing like that, but doing good. <laughs> hey yeah just stay away from everybody hey, are do you still have classes left i graduated in december so oh. i don't know oh I don't you're good yeah, oh I'm you're good. good yeah i'm good i don't yeah i made your hand on my business and got about me yeah, i'm good and i mean i'm healthy work out a lot take my vitamin c wash my hands which people should be doing anyways so i'm not really worried is there a song you uh, sing in your head whenever you wash your hands no nah, just <laughs> make sure to wash my hands and my wrist that's it that's all you need to do yeah, I was in I was in class the other day, and I went to the bathroom. Three of us in there. I was the only one that washed my hands, and I was like, yeah, I've "You guys that. are reckless." Right. I was like, "That's real wild with what's going on right Bro, now." I got Germex on my desk in my car, everywhere. Yeah, I carried it in my I carried it in my backpack through the airport and everything. Yeah. Um. Well, we can we can go ahead and jump into the interview. We just got a couple questions for you. Nothing too crazy. Uh, Brandon, do you want to go ahead and start it off? Yeah, um, so you had an interesting story just to let people know what brought you to Southern Illinois. Like, what was that whole process from OSU coming over here? Uh, basically just leaving OSU, not leaving how I wanted to, but you know, things happen and 
you got to grow from things like that. And obviously, that was you know a couple of years ago, and I've you know matured and been a better player than that. And coming to SIU, well, my best friend out of high school, he went here out of high school. So having that relationship right there, that allowed me to have that connection. And I know with the rules where you can drop down and have to sit out a year, and I didn't want to sit out a year. So coming over here, that was kind of like the process with that, hitting up Bryce and then, you know, telling his coach about me and looking at my film and stuff and basically, you know, getting down here and feeling comfortable, you know, being with him and what they were doing. And, you know, Missouri Valley, strong conference, and I felt like, you know, that provided me with the talent that I need to, you know, to still have, you know, good good film and stuff like that and be in a strong conference like that. Yeah. Um what you we mentioned you you played a little bit in uh in Oklahoma State. You 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 made the you got on field and then you played it a, a lot in Southern Illinois. What was the like big difference in play between FCS and FBS? Because FBS still has great talent, obviously, but I'm sure it's a little bit. The guys are a little bit different than FBS. Yeah, I mean, size wise, obviously you're gonna have more just bigger people, you know, in the FBS just because based off the size stuff like that. And from what Oklahoma State to here, because Oklahoma State, like, well, the Big Twelve in general is like a pro style offense spread. You know, a lot of there's been a lot of plays, a lot of tempo a lot of throwing the ball, which, you know, one of the reasons why I chose to go to the B-12, because, you know, obviously I'm a corner, and, I need, you know, I want to show off my covering skills. And then between that coming to SIU, you know, they're more of like a run-stop, you know, run-stop defense that we're running here. Cause a lot of people are max protect, big personnels, and they're, you know, running the ball a lot more than they are passing it, but they do have a mix. And then also with, uh, with the play action in the Big 12, that was, I mean, people used it, but it wasn't as huge as it is here in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, I mean, and hey, the run-stopping game—you still it still worked out for you. You Still had like eighteen pass defends and two interceptions throughout your career. So, right, nothing, nothing too bad. No, not too bad. I mean, pretty good. I mean, I had like forty something tackles. I was making a lot of tackles. So, to me, that's great though, because I want—I do want to show that I can cover with the best of them. I still feel like you know, like I tell you earlier, like I feel like I'm the best corner in the draft, and I feel like I can cover with the best of them, and my numbers are going to show that. But also, you know, I feel like a lot of corners are not tackling well these days, and I want to show teams that I can enforce the edge and I will tackle and I want to tackle. And I feel like that's a big thing that I want to, you know, let teams know that I do. I'm a physical corner. I'm a physical DB and other things that I like to do. Uh, you mentioned wanting to go to the Big 12 because of the uh, because of the challenge, all the offense there. Why do you think more – college or high school recruits don't go to the big you would think that defenders would want to go there prove their worth against the top offenses in the nation um well because i mean you got things like you're looking at you know like who's going to the college football playoffs and stuff like that obviously that's a big thing with people and obviously the sec is still the sec like you know it's not gonna twist the sec does run the football a lot and I don't know, maybe just a hype of schools and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of people get into the hype of it. Maybe some schools are offering, you know, a lot of kids that come out of high school, they're getting verified, they're getting all this clout and everything like that. And maybe, you know, basically, you know, Big 12 is really just Oklahoma who has, like, the the big hype of it. Uh, not saying all the teams in the Big 12 aren't good, but just the hype of football now is kind of changing and more people are looking at where they can do social media-wise and just actually, like, playing football. But, I mean, I feel like it's it's it just depends on who gets recruited and what what type of things they're looking for. 
I mean, some people want to go to the SEC. That's what they want to do their whole life, or they feel like this is the best place for them. And some people feel like the Big 12 is best for them, or, you know, going to the PAC or going to the Big 10 just kind of depends how they get recruited and what they feel is necessary for their career. Yeah, and uh, going back a little bit back before college, um, you ran track in high school, right? Yes, sir. How, how, how'd you fare in that? Uh, I mean, I mean, I hold three. I mean, I hold three school records. We went to state twice. So, I mean, I was I was doing decent. I probably could have ran in college to be honest, but track is something that I've always done. I've been running track just as long as I've been playing football, five years old. And for my parents and my dad, like track is a staple. Like, how are you gonna play DB and you can't run? That's like <laughs> simple and like you get, to me like you don't play football and not run track as a skill position. That's just what I grew up on. That's just what I believe in, and it's the truth. It shows you know you need to be able to run, you need to be able to cover and run, and you know running track definitely helped me out a lot with that. Yeah, uh, I saw something. Did you run track with or against Miles Garrett? Yeah, I did in high school because he was on the relay team, so we ran against each other. Because he went to Arlington Martin, which is like 20 minutes from my school. We're in the same district, so we played each other. I played him when I got on varsity my sophomore year when he was a senior and got to run against him in track and everything. And that was just, I mean, a sight to see somebody that big out there running, you know, sprints. Like, he wasn't <laughs> throwing. He was out there running a four-by-one. I mean, obviously he's a, lot, he's a lot bigger than he was in high school, but still, that's a that's a big dude. Yeah, you still had to be a huge man in high yeah, school. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was a big dude. And just to see that running track is like, well, God dang. So to me, if Miles can do it, which Miles is a freak, nobody compares to Miles. But if a big dude could do it, why should a skill position not run track? And everybody may not be the fastest. I'm not saying you have to run in the meets, but just getting the technique and the training and the endurance, you know, learning how to run, that is invaluable in playing sports, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, it seems like you always hear about, like, these top performers. They always had, like, a track background because that just, I mean – it's a lot you can connect. I mean, because you're running a lot in football, you got to be able to catch up. Right. There's certain exactly. techniques you can you can learn and track. Exactly. That's uh, that's what is keeping me from the NFL. I didn't run track when I played. That's yep. what it is. That's what it was. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's what it is. Important. <laughs> that's why I'm not going to the NFL or already in the NFL. It's because I just damn it. You should have run track. Before. I should have. Um, man, it's important. The speed speed doesn't lie. You always say that. Speed doesn't lie. Why people look at them forty times and want to see who can run, who can run, run. Can't teach speed, I, but you can learn. I, it. I yep. cannot run, run at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, We're all gonna have to run forties at the the Senior Bowl, Brandon. Oh, dude, I don't Woo. care. I'm I'm fairly confident that I might be the fastest. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm fine with that. That'll make me feel good. Right. I'm down to do a whole combine. Um, <laughs> Um, so Just not two twenty five, not two hundred twenty five pounds. <laughs> that ain't that ain't true. I'll uh, get half a rep, just the down part. That's it. I mean, I mean, people, some people get three, four. I mean, pretty sure Tyron Matthew only got like four reps. I mean, I am five eleven, one hundred fifty five pounds. I am not getting a lot of reps on that. <laughs> if you train for it, I bet you get one or two. I'll try. I'll, t- I'll try. But by, by <laughs> senior we'll bowl next, <laughs> by senior bowl, I will let you know if I can bench yeah. two twenty five at least once. Um, yeah. At least once. <laughs> uh, so coming out of Southern Illinois, you're not a hugely known prospect just from being in a smaller school. So what's one thing that you think stands out in your game that more people should know about? I mean, just the way that I break to the ball, the way that the way that I play the game. You know, playing special teams, playing everything, just, you know, the type of dog mentality. Like, 
I got that dog mentality and I want to make plays. And then also you pair that with technique, which I feel like I have. I mean, you're just, just going to have overall great player. And like I said, I feel like I compete with the best DBs in the class. And the numbers that I put up, you know, are elite level numbers. So, and it wasn't like I just did this overnight. Like I've always been this way. Like you said, I wasn't getting like the necessary exposure that I was getting coming out of a small school. And, you know, my path wasn't, you know, the cleanest, but I mean, God allowed me to, you know, be at this point in my life where I am getting some notice now. And me, I knew that, I knew two years ago when I transferred that my day was going to have to put on solid film at Southern Noise. And when I go to this pro day, I'm going to kill it and I'm going to create some buzz. And I've been telling myself that my trainer has been telling me that and my family, we've been praying on it. And I mean, everything's kind of coming full circle. I mean, I went to the pro day, did the thing, and now people are starting to recognize. Uh, you mentioned your elite numbers that you put up. Have yeah. you seen the uh, your relative athletic score? Your nah, RIS? I ain't seen it. Yeah, uh, so out of ten, on a scale, yeah, on a scale of zero to ten, you put up a nine point nine nine. Okay, well, hey, that hey, that ain't uh, that ain't too bad. <laughs> no, that's not bad at all. That's <laughs> not too bad. Yeah, I will take it. Yeah, but I mean, I've always been this way, like my whole life. Just you know, me coming to Oklahoma State, and not getting like get to play like that, and not get to show my shine. I mean, just kind of, I mean, it didn't take a toll on me, but just, you know, I didn't get to, you know, people call you people slip through the cracks. I'm just one of them. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to get a steal in this draft, honestly. Right, so, yeah, you measured as an, as an elite athlete, which is not bad. Obvious. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. They, they base it off, like, a, like a size to speed and all that stuff. Right. They, they use the grades. So, not a bad grade. I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah, 9.9. I'll take it for sure. So we mentioned it at the top of your show. We talk about it with your RAS score. What was your thoughts on your pro day performance? I mean, I think I did okay. I feel like I could have ran a little faster. I mean, some teams had me at a four three, but you know, other teams had me at a four four. So they come together and you know try to meet in the middle. So I wish I would have got that four three because that that four three is different. Like that, just saying you ran a four three is different. But I mean, still, I mean, to me, I'm a person. I'm a type of person that I can always be better. I can always be better in something. I can always jump farther, jump higher, but I did feel like I had a solid day, but I did feel like I could have jumped a little farther on the bra, but that's just the type of person I am. And the drills, you know, my agent was saying I did really good, but I didn't feel like I was as crisp as I wanted to be. But, you know, that just may be the, the perfectionist in me. But it was definitely a solid day, and I got some great feedback from the scouts, and they were impressed, and I'm definitely happy about that. But my work's not done, and even when I get to the league, I still have goals that I want to achieve, and, you know, the work's never done. But it was definitely a solid day. Yeah, that that difference between four four one and four three nine is insane. Yeah, that's like um, a blink, you know. So yeah, <laughs> never know. Um, and so, of course, you got to play a, a ton. Really, uh, you're starting back at, or playing back at Oklahoma State, starting here. Uh, what was your favorite on field moment in college? On field, my favorite on field moment. Hmm, in college or like my whole college career. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Oh, Oklahoma State, my first ever college play, I scored. I scored a touchdown. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll never forget recovery that. touchdown. You know, recovery? Yeah, oh. I'll never forget oh, that. Oh, boy. You're off. What just happened? But, yeah, like, I'll never forget that. I mean, just to, you know, I've been wanting to play college football my whole life. Like, I've been training for football since I was five. Like, I'm talking about, we ain't talking about just playing backyard football. Like, going to football camps. I mean, my dad used to have me training every weekend. Kids are – you know, they're watching cartoons. No, I was running hills every Saturday. I was going to track practice. I was going to training. I was working out. I was doing drills and doing all these things leading up high school. Like, I don't vacation. What's a vacation? What's a spring break? Every spring break, we're working out. We're getting better. I'm coming back in shape. 
and doing all these things. So for me to get, you know, to college, that was my, you know, my biggest goal was like I wanted to get to college and, and ball out and to be able to score my first ever play, just my hard work coming full circle, you know, that, that was great for me. And then being at Southern Illinois, I mean, honestly, just playing with a, with a group of people that I really had a fun time playing with, probably our best moment, just just winning. Because, you know, you probably know our 2018 year wasn't, wasn't, wasn't what we wanted it to be. So that senior year, being able to be a part of a change for a program, that's something that 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 you can't you can't just you know that's just something measurable. Like being able to come here and they were you know having a losing records and able to be a part of that change and become to a winning program. And, you know, obviously you know they got to do it again this year, but just to have that seven five win, they haven't won more than four games in a minute. Being able to be a part of that change, I mean, that was that was a great moment for me, and they can never take that away from us. And our group did that. Yeah, I mean the 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 football program in general is super young. It's like fifteen or sixteen years old. Right. So y'all are basically helping at the beginning of a of a, of, of like a whole program history. So right. Yeah. Not too not too shabby. Um. But you also do you have a favorite off the field moment? Uh, like behind the scenes, like not not playing, but a favorite moment that happened throughout your college career. Off the field moment. I mean, I guess you just say meeting uh, uh my my group of brothers smoke on stay and coming there so you meet these great little people like being able to play with people like trey flower that's my dog i mean i talk to him all the time like and to see just i love seeing my dogs go to the next level and accomplish their dreams that's like the best moment my whole four years regardless of of what happened in my career if i'm playing not playing me being able to see the people that i know that's working hard and doing the right things and see them achieve the next level man that just that just that just made me happy and seeing that them achieving their dreams that you know i'm trying to get get to their level or get like them and that's probably the best moments for me just to see my guys accomplishing their dreams and whether it's football or not football seeing like my friend kirk tucker man get his doctorates and do his thing what he's doing outside of football to me because we're more than the athletes you know we're actually smart people and we can have other great degrees and seeing that seeing my friend be successful that's that's the best moments for me yeah, that's awesome. Um, as you were just mentioning, you're more than athletes. You're smart people. You're clearly very well spoken. Um, do you have any post football plans? I know that's a long time in the future. No, I think about that all the time. Well, because I went to school, I wasn't going to be a physical therapist, so I wanted to get my doctorates anyways. So after football, but I also want. I know that I want. I'm an entrepreneur type of guy, and I know I want my money to work for me. To me. My goal is if, if money if I'm not making money while I'm sleeping, I'm gonna work till I die, and I don't want to be like that. So I know in the future I do want to have I want to be you know a landlord. I do want to own property. My you know my goal is to own apartments one day and own townhomes and stuff like that. So that's like my main goal. That's what I want to do in my life. And still, I mean, if I want to, I'll go back to school and get my doctor just to say I did it and to say I accomplished that because that was one of my goals. And yeah, but I wanna I wanna own property and own businesses and you know do stuff like that. Um, we hear about these like eccentric coaches and, and, and all that. Uh, do you have like a favorite story from Mike Gundy or Nick Harris? Uh, Coach Gundy, Coach Gundy's funny, man. Probably the favorite story, like we beat, like we beat, like, you know, like a big rival or something. He does this big dance. I know y'all have seen it like all over Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's probably like the funniest moment. And then like, but he's a, he's a real laid back dude. I mean, real cool. Never seen him do anything like, you know, crazy, but he's a real, I mean, real country Oklahoma boy, and then Coach Hill. I mean, Coach Hill's a real cool dude. He's laid back as well, and he's he's a young player, so he kind of like you know knows kind of what we went through because he is kind of young. 
And being with that, he's able to relate to us a little more. So we look at him as more, not necessarily a friend, because we respect him totally. You know, he's our coach. But you can kind of resonate with him a little better because, you know, he is our age and he is about that. So that's just pretty cool with that. Yeah, it's awesome to have, like, a young young team and then have a young coach like 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 Coach Hill have, uh, like, be able to like, grow with the program. Because he's, yeah, he's, like, he's, what, like, 34? He's yeah, super he's young. Su- super young. And, yeah, he's been he's been the coach of that program for, like, five years already so yeah uh it's 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 pretty awesome right and then uh just one more question for you is are you familiar with i guess technically two questions um are you familiar with my cause my cleats in the nfl yeah for sure definitely love that i mean i love the swag of just you know having to be able to wear those type of cleats and obviously do it for a great cause that's, i mean that's less love for sure Awesome. And then just what would your cause be when you design your cleats, which you will be in a few months, but right. Most definitely. It would either have to be breast, it'd have to be breast cancer. Cause my aunts on my mom's side suffered. They had a lot of deaths. My, my mom had four other sisters and three of them died from breast cancer. So it'd be that one or it'd be autism. Cause my cousin, I want to sponsor my cousin. You know, I do like the special Olympics. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, looking to, you know, whatever money I do make, I want to sponsor her. So that'd be another thing that I would want to, bring awareness to and i you know i look forward to sponsoring camille you know to to for her special olympics and paying for everything for her she can go out there and do her best and run and do everything that makes me happy so i look really forward to i look forward to be able to you hear me yeah well you cut up for like half a second but yeah sorry somebody had somebody had called me oh, okay but yeah but yeah, I look forward to being able to do that for my cousin and pay for the Special Olympics and everything for her. You know, you know the uniform and everything like that. So that'd be my two causes that I would that would do. Yeah, that's awesome. It's good. We have to we have to shift because whenever we started that, we would ask that question to like journalists and stuff like that. But now we have to shift it to people that will actually be making these cleats. Right. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're always like, oh, like what would you do? It's like, well, what might you do in four months? Right. Yeah, well, uh, that about does it. So thanks for coming on, man. It was it was a pleasure talking to you. We'll have to yeah. have you back on eventually. Most definitely, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully, uh, this will s- s- open open some more eyes to uh, yes, to your game and to who you are behind the helmet, under the helmet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Have a great day. You too. Hello and welcome back to yet another segment in this episode of Whole Nine Sports, of the Whole Nine Sports podcast. Uh, joining me again is Brandon, and we are also being joined by Cincinnati tight end uh, Josiah Deguara. How are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. We're just relaxing, staying, uh, staying safe, washing our hands. Yeah, washing your hands at all times. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we just have a couple questions for you today. Uh, Brandon, you want to go ahead and jump it off? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to know, what was your recruitment like coming out of high school, going to Cincinnati? Like, Just what was that process like for you? Yeah, coming out of Cincinnati, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get a, love, a lot of love um, coming out of high school. So, um, wasn't getting hit up by, you know, all these coaches and stuff. So, I just had – I had Air Force – was my first offer and then um i wasn't going to go there and then so i was about to commit actually to uc davis which is like a d1 double a school um like 45 minutes from my house 
Um, and then last, at, it was like two weeks before signing day. Um, I kind of had a family friend connection to the O-line coach out in Cincinnati. Um, and then from then on, uh, I went out there and took a visit and they offered me. So it kind of all happened super fast at the end of the um, end of the recruiting kind of season. Um, so, I mean, I'm grateful for it, but it definitely was a, it was a stressful time period towards the end of it for sure. Yeah. Um, and as, uh, you had a bunch of recruitment, uh, going into college, but now, now that college is over, there's a bunch of stuff going on in the pre-draft pro- process. I mean, you went to the senior bowl combine, like how, how has, how has this process been for you? Yeah, the process has been great. Um, you know, I'm just blessed to be in this position that God's placed me in. Um, you know, it's a dream come true to, you know, be able to go to things like the Senior Bowl and the Combine and um, compete with some of the best players in the country. So um, I just kind of take it day by day. You know, it's been you know, a long few months, and it's going to continue to be a long um, process throughout this whole journey. Um, but, you know, just grateful for it and got to look back and work as hard as I can. Whatever happens, happens, and control what I can and, um, you know, let let everything fall to uh, fall in its place as it continues to go along. Yeah, um, you're openly one of my favorite guys in the class, and uh, I have to ask this because I actually got into an argument on Twitter about it yesterday. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the people that say that you should move full time to fullback or H back and not play tight end in the NFL because I I obviously disagree with it. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to know your take on it. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I'm open to doing whatever you know. If whatever a team wants me to do, I'll do. Um, I obviously believe that I could play tight end in the league, and um, I think a lot of teams think I could do the same thing. But um, I think I can play fullback. Um, I don't necessarily think. Um, that's all I can do. I believe I'm a really versatile player and can do a lot of different things. So I think adding fullback, H-back, and things like that to my game um, can help me, but I think I could play in all different areas. And um, if a team wants me to do one thing or another, that's they can, but I think that's the positive side of my game is I can do a lot of different things instead of just being you know, under one category and one position. So that's my kind of take on it. Yeah, um, and what do you do, what, besides like your maybe your versatility, which is also obviously a great asset? What what do you think? What else things sets you apart from the other tight ends in this class? Um, I think my resilience, um, you know, in the run game can kind of set me apart from um, you know other players from the standpoint of um, I'm never gonna you know give in or give up on certain things. I'm gonna come at you like um, I'm gonna come at you all game, every game. Um, never take a playoff. Um, so I think those are two big things and playmaking ability, things like that, um, are all kind of aspects of my game that I pride myself on. And, uh, right before we started recording, we were kind of small talking about the whole coronavirus thing. Uh, what are your thoughts on the possibility of your pro day being canceled because of it? Because that's been happening lately. Yeah. Uh, do you have any? Is there any plan in place at this point? I know yesterday a lot of agents were completely unsure of what would happen. Yeah, I mean we're still unsure. I know. Um, I know, like Michigan was canceled um, for tomorrow, and a lot of other schools are canceling theirs. Um, so it's just a lot of unknown and. Um, I mean, I had the chance to showcase my abilities at the Combine, so 
Um, and I, I definitely wanted to do some stuff at Pro Day, but I just feel feel for the guys. If the Pro Days do get canceled, um, that didn't have that opportunity. Um, but I, de- I definitely think that there should be an alternative whenever um, this whole thing ends, um, hopefully sooner than later. Um, but there definitely should be an alternative for guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this whole last two days has been un- – it's kind of the unthinkable is happening. So um, it's kind of crazy to wrap your head wrap your mind around yeah i was talking to someone uh yesterday about it and i suggested the idea of like just recording a pro day like recording your workouts sending it to teams but they were saying that a possible issue with that is like the nfl kind of dictates where you're allowed to hold your workout for it yeah i mean even with that it's like it's like film film tells you a lot about a player but it doesn't tell you everything so i think that would um, that is kind of the same thing with filming pro days. It's like you can film someone doing something, but, you know, if you're not there in person um, seeing them work out, you know, it's not the same. That's why you have, you know, big-time scouts and coaches and going to see these players in person. Like, it's definitely um, a different view of a player than online, but I think, you know, there's not too many alternatives to that. Um, so whatever, whatever happens is going to be um, interesting for sure. Yeah, you make a good point because like we were, this was our first first year going to the Senior Bowl. You were there too, obviously, and you can definitely tell the difference in person than watching film. You can tell a lot more about a person, even if they're doing the same thing that they do on film. And being in person has a whole nother level to it. Yeah, hundred percent. You see a different size of players um, when when it's in person, and I mean that that helped me personally. You know, at the Senior Bowl and the Combine, I think coaches and scouts or whatever seeing me in person is definitely different than seeing me on film um for me personally so i definitely feel feel that yeah worst case scenario if I, at least for you personally i at least i know me and brandon think you showed off at both of the both the senior bowl and the combine so i i think that you were you had the 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 pl- like the, the luckiness to be able to do both of those so yeah no i appreciate that for sure and uh, yeah i agree and um so i'm I'm not like super worried about it and I'm gonna I wanted to re- rerun it my pro day the 40 mm-hmm. um, just because I know I could run a little faster and do position drills as well but like I said I feel for you know all my teammates if if that ever happened and they definitely should find an alternative yeah and um, shifting a little bit away from like the pre-draft I mean I guess not technically but uh you're not the first uh tight end to come out of uh Cincinnati has has Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. been in touch with you throughout your college career to help you out at all? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we honest, we had our um, we got to connect. I mean, I always obviously knew who he was throughout my career, um, but we really got to connect this past season. Um, he came to one of the games, and um, I think it was their bye week, and we got to have a pretty good conversation. He was just encouraging me, things like that. And since then, um, we DM back and forth every now and then. Um, so definitely if he's, he's always tells me, you know, if I ever need anything to hit him up and, um, he's a great, you know, role model on the field, um, to be able to look at, um, his game and kind of study it a little bit and take things from it. Um, and for him to be open to sharing some things with me is, is definitely pretty cool. And, uh, you had obviously in my, I mean, a lot of highlights at Cincinnati. Uh, do you have a favorite on field memory? Like like a certain play. Yeah, just anything during a game. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, the UCLA game when I had when I had to you know go chase that dude down from the, um, when we threw a pick and had to chase that dude down to make a tackle. Um, that's probably a highlight. And then I would say uh, my first touchdown in the nip too was pretty cool um, in our in our home stadium. Um, scoring in front of the student section is also uh, one of the great memories as well. I was hoping you mentioned that uh, that tackle just because like you wouldn't expect a tight end to run like more than basically half the field yeah. to go tackle a corner, but uh, no, yeah, yeah, it was always, awesome to see. Yeah, I always say, um, you know, I'm obviously not happy um, that we that we uh, that happened that play, but like we threw a pick and stuff. I obviously wish we scored, but that that plays. Um, been brought up a lot and has honestly helped me throughout this process. So um, it's been it's been a good good deal for me for sure. Yeah, and uh, spe- like more uh, off the field, do you have like a favorite off the field moment throughout your college career? Like just something that happened that you were cool, whether it be like finally going to the combine or anything like that. Um. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, off the field moments is really just spending time with you know my my teammates. Bowl games are always super fun. We had a, I mean, we went to Birmingham this year. It's not the best place to go, but <laughs> I mean, we made the best out of it and spending time with teammates off the field. And um, I knew it was going to be my last game and last time with the team. So this last um, last couple of weeks in Birmingham um, with the team were were great. And um, I mean, we've been we went through a lot a lot together with you go through a lot with your college teammates in general. So. Um, just to kind of look back and, um, you know, cherish those moments is always good to do. And uh, do you have any post-football plans besides, like, joining the mafia or whatever it is? Like, <laughs> you got that look going on yeah, for you. I'm no, just bringing that up. That. Yeah. <laughs> I went up to you to get your contact info at the senior ball. I thought I might get whacked after that. Just... <laughs> yeah, it looked like it, man. I'm not going to do it, though, no. <laughs> It's always in the back of my mind, but uh, <laughs> but post football, um, I got my master's degree and my undergrad in sports administration. Um, so after football, I just plan on honestly um, going to work at a high school in administration. You know, being an athletic director and then um, also coaching um, football at a high school. Um, those those people and those people that were those positions in in my high school career had a great influence on my life. So I kind of want to be that for the for the next generation. Whenever. Um, hopefully not too soon, but whenever football ends, so uh, that's what I plan on doing. Yeah, and uh, you always hear about the like the eccentric coaches or anything. Do you, do you have a favorite Luke Fickle story? Ooh, Luke Fickle story. It's hard to choose. Um, I mean, I I would honestly say when he first became our coach, um, we had our first team meeting. And we obviously don't know what to expect. You know, we had laid back Tommy Tuberville um, before he came in. Um, so I would say just that first meeting, him being super intense, nothing in particular. Um, we thought he was a cool dude, but he was just talking about blind faith the whole time. And then he tells us to be there at 5 a.m. the next day. So we really we really didn't, didn't know what to expect. But that's probably one of them that I could think of off the top of my head. But there's probably there's tons more for sure. I'm glad you told us one because we've been hit with the, oh, that's team meeting room only before. And it's like, oh, <laughs> come on. Um, so are you familiar with my cause, my cleats in the NFL? Um, I, no, I have not heard of that. 
Okay, so it's it's just players they get to design their cleats look all cool to support a cause. Okay. Uh, do you have a cause in mind that you would like to rep on your cleats at some point? Um, not one like not one specifically. Um, I know I I want to you know obviously help the younger, less fortunate generation. Um, you know whether it's putting kids into um programs with sports or things like that. Um, so I haven't specified like a specific cause, um, or organization that does that, but something to to that extent um, that I'll probably end up end up doing that for. Awesome. Well, I think that about does it. Uh, thanks for coming on, um, and yeah, good luck uh, going into the going into the draft. Basically, <laughs> that's no, coming yeah, up pretty soon. Guys. Yeah, man, a month and a half. I appreciate you guys for having me. Have a great Thank one, man. You. Yeah, you too. All right, now that and, we're done interviewing. Yeah, we just <laughs> finished both of those interviews. Um, oh, that's crazy how that happens. Now we just hung up on both of them, and Brandon is still at the same time. Madre sat there for uh, yeah, for, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just saw his interview. He's just like, I want to hear. This is interesting. <laughs> um, you know, that's just how we conduct business over here at Whole Nine Sports. Whole Nine. It's something else because sports are canceled. <laughs> no more sports. Whole line cup pong. I'm in. Oh, we're only gonna talk about a cup pong. Let's, let's start have a cup, cup pong. League. I was literally saying that. And that was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> let's start a cup pong tournament. I'm so right. down. I'm si- I'm tweeting it out right now. So, add, reply to this if you want to if you want to join the whole nine sports cup pong tournament because we have no we have no, no other sports to talk about. Steve Wardle will be in it. Oh, for sure. He's our celebrity sponsor. <laughs> the Iowa State long snapper. Kapong legend. Kapong legend. Alright, um, but yeah, so we have a couple mailbags to talk about. Literally two questions. And you know what? You know what, Brandon? We have two mailbag questions that were sent to us over an hour ago. Still have not prepped. And we never prep for mailbag questions. And you know what? I like it that way. We, all, like we, all, we know they're going coming. Off the top of the head. We know they're, we know they're coming. But I just, I just punched the hell out of the mic. <laughs> I just heard the... <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we know they're coming. We just don't, we just don't prepare for them. Have we, did we ever write them down? Yeah, we did. I wrote them down, yeah. All right, so the first one... I wrote them down, like, ten minutes ago. (laughs) The first one comes from uh, Corey Skloff on his personal account, which is a great follow, if you don't want... That dude's funny. And great at making uh, uh, Hanukkah Matata. Yeah, Hanukkah Matata. Great name. Um, It means no Corey's. (laughs) (laughs) He's a creative guy. Yeah, host of the wild, aside the, from, host of the wildly unpopular cathartic yelling podcast. I have not listened to that in a while. It hasn't come I out in a to. while. Has it not? I don't think so. The last one. Let's see. See all episodes. 
Uh, yeah, no. There's one this year, and it came out January 28th. It says, back like we never left after a short hiatus, and they went and took a long hiatus <laughs> right after. <laughs> now they're gone for two, two months. Um, but he asks us, um, what should we be doing to prepare for the end of the world? Well, Brandon, what uh, are you going to be doing? You got to practice your cup pong skills, man. You it's do. about to get real. It's, it's about, about to get, get real. real here. You got to practice and washing your hands. a zombie shows up, and it's like, bro, ball up right now. <laughs> if, if coronavirus challenged me to a game of cup pong, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, you ever seen, uh, I think it was Scary Movie 2 or 3? Three? 3. With, um, when the girl from the ring crawls out, crawls out of the TV and Brenda starts fighting her, she's like, Ooh, Cindy, I'm whooping this little white girl's ass! Like, that's gonna be me against coronavirus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, washing your hand absolutely incessantly like i already wash my hands a lot i have we mentioned it in the podcast in 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 the interviews but i I have germex bottles everywhere yeah i i wash my hands like in like a ton before and now it's just like i won't even do anything i'll just like get up and go wash my hands i'm like just in case (laughs) time to be an extra prepped from laying in my bed doing nothing Watching The Office is giving me <laughs> time to watch coronavirus. All the all drink all the alcohol you can. I need to go buy more actually because someone told me that they went to like a wine shop and there was like no wine left. So I need to go so I can have a good time well, during my during my break. Yeah. Um. And then. Uh... The next one, the last one comes from Alex Katzen, and he says, give me three prospects each to watch while I'm home, and he doesn't want to leave his, I wouldn't either if I was in Seattle. I would not want to leave my apartment. No, I'm staying home at all times. I'm leaving my house one time over the next few days, and that's because I'm leaving New York State. (laughs) I'm just leaving the whole state. Are you? Yeah, just for the weekend. I will yeah. be away. Where are you going? Washington, you D.C., which isn't great also. But... No, that's still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come hang out down here? I'd rather not. I'd rather get corona. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. We can't go to New Orleans. <laughs> You'd be exploring the wildlands of Baton Rouge, um, which there's not much to do. One of my friend's coworkers is going to New Orleans this weekend. I'm like, Why? Like, oh, there's there's a wedding. I was like, screw the wedding, bro. <laughs> Just stay <laughs> home. It's not worth it. the The wedding's terrible. I bet they. I bet that wedding doesn't even have an open bar. And then what's the Damn point? <laughs> uh, so give me three prospects each to watch while I'm home. Brandon, give him one. Um, I I feel like he's watched Josiah Deguara already. Uh, who who do I think he'd hate watching? <laughs> Uh, Juwan Johnson Juwan Johnson now you have to watch Oregon and a receiver like you can't even stare at Justin Herbert the whole time you have to watch a receiver that's not involved half the time <laughs> so there you go Juwan Johnson wide receiver Oregon um, who do I want to get give us one on uh, on 
on Madre Harper since we had him on the podcast today. Brandon, sorry, I, I, sorry, I just tweeted out the. Oh uh, my God. I just tweeted out the tournament invite. <laughs> um. Sorry, you just liked it. That's what distracted me. Uh, Alex, you should actually watch DJ Dallas out of Miami. Um, I, I what I liked him. <laughs> He's a guy that I think probably left a little too early because I think their offense is going to be a lot better next year. So he would look a lot better. But, uh, you know, DJ Dallas is a guy that I like, versatile back. If you haven't watched him yet, anybody listening, if you haven't watched him yet, you 100% should get on that. Yeah, um, let's see. Albert Okwegbunam. Because they, uh, <laughs> they, they didn't get used at all. <laughs> You get to watch him block. It's like watching Noah Fant news at Iowa. Speaking of blocking, I'm just going to go ahead and give my next one. I'm going to give you Ezra Cleveland. That's fire. Ah, ah. So now you have to give um, two. Yeah, great. No, one. <laughs> you just already gave DJ Dallas. And Give him one. Uh, um... I know that he's watched Parnell Motley before. And I love Parnell Motley, so I know he's watched him before. Parnell Motley for the podcast? Uh, I could try. I might be able to. But I could I could definitely try it. Uh, Geno Stone, actually, because I feel like Alex was way too low when we were putting together that fan speak big board. I feel like he was way too low on uh, Geno Stone. A safety out of Iowa. So now you gotta rewatch him because that man is very good at football. Yeah. All right. Well, that that about does it then. We are done with this episode of the podcast. Love that. Love that. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about, Brandon? There's nothing else to talk about. So DM Whole Nine Sports on Twitter. If you have an iPhone and you want to get into the tournament. Yeah. Or if you want to talk about anything, you can find us on Twitter at Dilly Sanders or at WNS underscore Brandon. And, and we will be on a lot with oh the free time God, we've got coming up. So much. So much. I'm going to watch so much Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Matry Harper just went ape shit on me. Did um. <laughs> lose? No, it's it's like the second turn, but he just made like five cups. Let's go, Mod. Stock up. Stock, Stock down. Up. <laughs> Let me win. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Don't uh, wash your hands. I mean, no, do wash your hands. Don't catch the virus. <laughs> Don't wash your hands. <laughs> Don't wash your hands. It's Dude. a conspiracy. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Wash. <laughs> yeah. Coronavirus is coming through our sinks. <laughs> All right, bye.